I I remember one particular episode with Wanda. <laughs> I, I rock your world. <laughs> but it was the, the episode that had I me mean, on the floor when it first aired was the one where Wanda was trying to perform with En Vogue. And they were singing, uh, you know, never gonna, never get, gonna it. get it, never, you know. And you <laughs> know that part where the old girl be like, whoa, 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 you know. And he howled like a, a, a wolf or a dog or ruh, something. Ruh, ruh, ruh. <laughs> Welcome to Coffee to Cocktails, a conversation between two friends that spans across the day, starting with the coffee that wakes us up in the morning to take care of business. To the occasional cocktail that lets us wind down and take our hair down at the end of the day. I am Nina. And I'm Kristen. And we are your hosts for the evening. So grab a drink and join us for a little kiki. All right. Well, this evening, Kristen, I have a glass of red wine. And what type of red wine are you drinking, Miss Ma'am? So I have Josh Sellers Legacy Red Blend. Now, let me mention this. Mm -hmm. Red wine is not normally what I would select. Mm -hmm. But because we are talking around TV shows that we love, I wanted to give some shine to um, Carrie Washington's character, from Scandal, Olivia yes. Pope. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, here's would, the red wine. Yes, she would always mm-hmm. have a glass of red wine mm-hmm. with that long-stemmed wine glass. Now, I don't have the long-stemmed wine glass, but I do have a glass of red wine. So because we're talking around the TV shows, mm-hmm. I'm like, we we can honor Carrie, uh, Carrie Washington. Yeah, with our with our drink. And and we have we both have red wines tonight. Now you know what I saw mm-hmm. online. Uh, a lot of people used to be interested, like, where'd she get them glasses from? Because I remember how yes. they look. I didn't yes. even watch Scandal regularly, but I remember the episodes I saw. It was that long stem and mm-hmm. a real kind of bubble looking, you know, like a round glass. Yeah. Potter's Barn. Yes, I saw that when I was searching for, um, if you just typed in Scandal, red wine glass. Uh-huh. Um, Pottery Barn, and then also Crate and Barrel. Mm. That's That's another one. Was, forget Pottery Barn, 86 that. Oh. It was Crate and Barrel. <laughs> Crate and Barrel. It's a wine yeah. already. <laughs> it was Restoration Hardware. No. Crate and Barrel. <laughs> we buying furniture. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. They goodness. sell that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, what type of wine are you drinking this evening? So I went into the wine cooler um, thing and and I found a bottle of red I've had for about two years unopened. Okay, it is called Galant, G A L L A N T. It is a cab. It's a Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. Uh, only thing is, I took it out of the wine fridge a little soon, you know, before we were recording. So I'm actually I usually like my red wines room temp. Uh huh. I'm actually drinking this one chill a little bit, so it's not so bad. I'm just more used to a, um, a you know, a room temperature red wine. Yeah, but it's 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 a good one. Um, a little backstory: one of my friends from high school, Ariane Wells. Hello, Ariane. Hello, Ariane. I hope you are a listener. <laughs> yes. 
my my friend Ariane, she um used to set do um it was a network marketing um thing called Scout and Seller. Mm-hmm. And you basically you host wine parties at your house and people are able to order all these different types of wines that are curated by Scout and Seller. And mm-hmm. they specialize in wines where I, I'm no sommelier, so I can't get into all the technical terms, but the levels of things in wine, the sugars or whatever it is that normally give people like headaches and bad hangovers and stuff, mm-hmm. they curate wines that are low in those chemicals. Mm. And so they, you know, they like to brand themselves as um, a purveyor of more uh, health conscious, you know, types of wines. So this one is good. I will order it again. Um, okay. It's not too dry, but it's really robust. Mm-hmm. This is one kind of like I said with Mary J. Blige, but I, 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 I like the flavor of this one as a drinkable wine too. Yeah. Yeah. But I could cook with this one. I could see myself adding this to like a red sauce if I was doing a little pasta night or something like that. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's a cooking wine. It's a drinking wine. Again, it is called Galant Cabernet Sauvignon. Okay. Okay, look at us mm-hmm. stepping out. Usually we have cocktails and white wines, but tonight we have red wines. So, um, hey, honey. Oh, oh, oh. Let me mention my little uh, bougie side note. Um, it's 2018. Oh, oh, yes. Excuse me. Oh, yes. Yeah. No, it's not from this decade, honey. It's from the <laughs> 2010. Okay. okay. <laughs> oh, all right. We we see you over there, Miss <laughs> Well, I got mine, uh, Josh Sellers from the grocery store. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now. Again, as I said, I I don't normally select red wine to drink, mm-hmm. but this one I can see me, you know, pouring a glass here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, this one has flavors of strawberries. It's a full body. It's very smooth. Mm-hmm. Um, I've seen great reviews of it. It it is it is one that again I will I will enjoy. Now I had um, this with a steak last night for dinner. Oh, I bet it that went, was good. It went very well. Oh so my goodness. I opened that bottle last night. Darren had a glass. I had a glass. And so I'm like, oh, this would be perfect for the podcast, especially, you know, we're talking about TV shows. Mm-hmm. And, uh, every time I think about wine in a uh, glass and, you know, women drinking, I yes. automatically think about Olivia Pope. So, you know what? I was about to, I know she used to like to have a little popcorn with her red wine. I was about mm-hmm. to pop some microwave popcorn, but I didn't want y'all to hear me crunching. <laughs> What's in the background? <laughs> like, what is she doing? What is that noise? <laughs> so I just have a little imaginary popcorn. There yes. You <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Well, before we get into our episode, uh, we want to thank our loyal listeners, but we do have a call to action. We're asking for some support. Mm-hmm. If you can... Tag us in one of your posts. Maybe it's a story that you can post or a, a post on social media. Um, share us with, you know, the, the people that follow you and have them follow us. We're trying to grow our followers. One other thing that we want to mention, every single cocktail or bottle of wine or glass of wine that we're sharing, it will now be in the description of our uh, podcast episode. So if you want to go back and see what 
cocktail we featured for each episode, it will be in the description. And we are also making videos of the cocktails that we are creating for each episode. Yes. Um, follow us on Facebook and, and follow us on Instagram and you can see what those videos look like and recreate the entire cocktail. And might, of your home. might I add, you know, we've gone back and sort of retrofitted that and put, you know, all the cocktails and drinks that we've had in each episode. We did that by popular demand because yes. the the people were asking. And so we're here to, to serve. <laughs> <laughs> but Absolutely. it feels good to say that. Like, oh, people been asking for that. <laughs> yes. And that people will be... For season two, uh, mm-hmm. season one, we didn't go back that far because I think I was like, what, what did we drink in season one? But it <laughs> will be for season, all of season two, starting with episode one of season two, all the way through season two. So if you want to recreate the cocktails or remember what we we uh, actually had for each episode, it's in the description. Yes, ma'am. Well, all right. TV shows, girl. <laughs> yes, there are so many so we are talking around tv shows that we love we took it all the way back to the 70s to current day and we made a list and and uh we we shared the list and we talked around a little bit of it but there are so many that i think we might be missing oh yeah we'll probably think of them during in the course of the conversation yes we will so (laughs) uh going back to the 70s now I haven't watched um, a lot of the TV shows from the 70s, but I know a lot of them were popular, like Sanford and Son. You see clips and memes of, mm-hmm. of things from that show. Uh, the Jeffersons and, and Good Times. Yes. Kristen, did you watch any of the, the shows from the 70s? Tell you already know. So <laughs> I was born in 1980. And a lot of those shows from the 70s are, you know, for the young people, how you turn on the TV late at night and you might see Friends and Seinfeld and all that stuff, living single. Well, when I was little, the reruns were Sanford and Son, Jefferson's, Good Time. And it wasn't like, no, Nick at Night retro, ooh, let's go back to, you know. Mm -hmm. These were the shows that were out a little before I was born. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And just a little side note, Nina, it was brilliant for you to pick our drink in relation to Olivia Pope because remember pre-production, I was like, well, what's a signature drink some of these characters had on the show? Maybe we could do that and pay homage. And the only ones I could think of was the little janky drinks from these 70 shows. <laughs> I remember how Fred Sanford always used to have a bottle of Ripple. <laughs> And then uh see like one episode he mixed it with champagne and called it shampoo. <laughs> and then James Evans, you know, they was on the struggle bus, you know, and he might get a 50 cent raise and bust in the house like, Woo, I bought a bottle of muscatel. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, let's let's the red wine is good. <laughs> now, was that from good times? The Muscatel was from Good Times. Okay, James Evans, okay. James Evans yeah. And yeah. Fred Sanford was the one with the ripple. Okay, from Sam- Sanford's son. Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't watch too many of either one of those, but I would catch an episode here and there. Mm-hmm. Um, and all the ones that, were, that I watched, they were funny. 
And I mean, it's weird because you would think that today, you know, the comedy would be more brash and like Mm -hmm. risque today. But sometimes when you go back to watch those shows from the 70s, you know, they were tackling, you know, because this is right after the civil rights movement and all that. And they were tackling some touchy subjects back then. And sometimes when you watch these shows, I mean, you know, excuse my French, you might hear them use the N-word or, Mm -hmm. you know, it was things that you wouldn't even think, you know, that, oh my goodness, the FCC is going to get you for that. Like, (laughs) there was an episode of Saturday Night Live where Richard Pryor was on there, just as a side note. Mm -hmm. And I mean, they were using the the N-word with the hard R. And I was just like, they could do that back then, but... (laughs) I mean, I've always heard comedians say the best way to push forward like a serious message is to shroud it in comedy mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. just relay it a little easier. But one more thing, just a quick note about the Jeffersons uh, and Good Times, now that I think of it, those were both spinoffs of an- another show called All in the Family. I didn't and- know that. Yes, so All in the Family, Patriarch on that show was Archie Bunker, uh-huh. openly bigoted, you know, chauvinist, racist, mm-hmm. all of that. The Jeffersons moved next door to Archie Bunker, or they already mm-hmm. lived next door to Archie Bunker. And so part of the comedy shtick was the dynamic between Archie Bunker and George Jefferson, who was also sort of a, you know, bigoted in his comedy in his ways talking about mm-hmm. white people mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so when they moved away from Archie Bunker to their high-rise apartment that's where you get the whole moving on up and all that uh, <laughs> okay yeah. look at that you learn something new every day Child. now let me ask you this I'm probably jumping ahead because I'm going oh. to the 80s uh-huh. when you said Archie Bunker that that was a character on All the Family is uh-huh. that the same man that played on in the heat of the night? It sure is. Carol O'Connor. <laughs> That's him. That is him. I liked him much better in that role. Uh-huh. He was a a, a cop in the in the heat of the night. Yes. And incidentally, okay. so Archie Bunker was I guess he was from Queens or wherever they lived in New York. And then fast forward to the age in the heat of the night, Carol O'Connor put I forget what that main character's name was, but we all know him as the cop or in the heat of the night. And mm-hmm. he was in the deep south. But yes, he that character was more evolved and open and, you know, dealt with all types of people easily and fluidly. And he was just a, a better character to me. <laughs> yeah. It was was it Chief Bill? I forget. I forget yeah. what his name was on that okay. show. I'm, this is going to be one of those ones where I'm going to have to uh, be Googling. Google. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do remember in the heat of the night and the theme song was you You always knew it was coming on. Yeah. That theme song. Child, that used to be night night time for me. There, there are, let me tell you, side note, speaking of old TV shows, there are a few shows my mom had me trained so well to go to sleep at a certain time. Mm-hmm. There are some TV shows that to this day, when I watch the reruns, the music makes me sleepy. The uh-huh. <laughs> <Your program>. <laughs> Cheers. 
anything yeah. that came on at like nine o'clock because my bedtime used to be eight thirty every night except on Thursdays when a different world came on after the Cosby show. Yeah, yeah. Now speaking of different world, Cosby show, any night, those are shows from the eighties. So mm-hmm. you say you were born in eighty. I was born in eighty three. Mm-hmm. Um we I was not old enough to watch and consume some of the shows when they first started and then they started to you know have different seasons but I will say that um I really enjoyed the Cosby show and I really liked A Different World and there's another one that I liked that started in the 80s Family mm-hmm. Matters it was yes! in the late 80s oh my goodness Family Matters was like ABC's answer to the Cosby show Yes, and I remember them on. Uh, they were in TGIF. Thank God it's Friday for years. And yes, it, I they, normally they would start with they, they opened it up. Um, yeah, I can't remember if they used to come on at eight o'clock or I think Full House came on at eight o'clock, and then Family Matters was eight thirty. I forget, but in in any case, they were yeah. like the the thing that held everything down. <laughs> I I I thought. Family Matters started first, but I think you're right. I think it was second. We started with Full House, and then they kind of switched up some shows there, but... Yeah, um, and when, when Full House went off, I'm okay. sorry, Nina, forgive me if I nerd out on this episode, because I'll be remembering dates and times and all that stuff. <laughs> Look, but you know my memory. And you, with the <laughs> you are correct, because Full House, I think, went off the air in, I think, 96, 97, mm-hmm. something like that. Eventually, they did move Family Matters up to that number one slot, because I remember, okay. you know, when, so you used to sit down with your popcorn and all that when TGIF came on, and Family Matters was first for a long time. Yeah, good, good shows. Now, mm-hmm. um, we, we're going to step into a different world in just a moment, because I know mm-hmm. that's your show. You, oh, Lordy. <laughs> you talked around that. I'm but a human grad. <laughs> I want to talk around the Cosby show, mm-hmm. um, you know, everything that has been going on over the last couple of years around Bill Cosby. I mean, mm-hmm. we can't take away. It was a great show, especially a great show for the black community. Mm-hmm. One of the my most favorite episodes was the the episode around the Gordon Gadrell shirt. Oh, that's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I see that, I chuckle. And I think the episode is called A Shirt Story. Yes. So for those who are not familiar, this shirt Theo actually bought. It was $95. And he was talking about how this was the best shirt. And I think he had a dance or something to go to with uh-huh. his uh, girlfriend, Christine, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. And so when... um. His dad pulled the the receipt out the box. He was like, $95? This is, no 14-year-old should have this shirt for $95. He was like, it's going to go back. So mm-hmm. Denise, his sister, was like, oh, I'm taking sewing classes. I can make you the shirt. <laughs> when he tried the shirt on, oh, man. Oh, it was hilarious. One sleeve was longer than the other. <laughs> the way that the shirt should have been made with the pockets did not resemble the real Gordon Cottrell shirt. I mean, oh a gosh. classic of an episode. It was hilarious. I just remember Theo being so excited and he's like <laughs> literally biting her fingernails like, okay, yes. go try it on. Theo goes off, you know, out of the frame, and next thing you know, you just hear, Denise! <laughs> yes. He comes back like, what is this? 
And then the other thing that sticks out to me, you mentioned about when uh when Cliff Huxable, the dad, pulled that receipt out and was like $95. And I just remember him looking in the box to see if there was more shirts. And like you said, he was like, no 14-year-old boy should be wearing no $95 shirt unless he's on stage singing with his four brothers. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Clarence Huxable character, she was like, $95. Is this a pants in there to go with it? Like, yes, she you was know. the one who looked in the bag for more clothes. <laughs> <laughs> now, that was in the, uh, you know, like I think in the maybe early to mid 80s. So, $95 was a lot of money, especially for a shirt. That was <laughs> they a were lot. like, no. Take that back. Uh, so, that would be like the equivalent, probably of maybe three hundred dollars today. Yes, yes. <laughs> for and a, then, a teenager. I mean, spoiler alert: the other thing that sticks out to me is uh, when Theo makes a mistake and goes in the living room, and his date sees him in that shirt. <laughs> but she actually turns out to like it. And she's like, it reminds me of she named some like Japanese designer Ichi Yamarada or whatever. Yeah. And as they're walking out the door, uh, Claire Hutz was like, Theo, don't forget your coat. And he was like, what? And cover up my Ichi Yamarada? That was just hilarious. Classic, classic episode. So there's I was just going to say, you know, it's a couple little um, Easter eggs in that show, too, because uh, Theo is going on a double date in that episode, mm-hmm. and his friend is Kadeem Hardison, who played Dwayne Wayne on A Different World. Oh, here we go. And Gordon Gartrell, I used to think that was such, like, I, I'm... I love an alliterative name where the first and the last initial is the same. You know, I mean, look at the boys. Marcus Moore, Miles mm-hmm. Moore. <laughs> so Gordon Gartrell, I used to think, oh, that is a cute name that they came up with for this fictional desire designer. And as it turns out, if you ever, like, you know, catch a glimpse of the closing credits of many episodes of um, The Cosby Show, Gordon Gartrell is a real person. That, oh, really? Uh, a producer, a writer, or something on on the show. Oh. Yes. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Look at that drop the nuggets. Listen, I didn't there know will that. be more. <laughs> no, that, that's awesome. Um, I did not realize that Kadeen Hardison was the friend yes. in that episode, but mm-hmm. of course, you would recognize that because I know one of your favorite shows is a different world. So let's let's step into a different world. Mm-hmm. Now, um, I, man, different world was on for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Long time. And I think, again, I was a little too young when it first started. And then, you know, to kind of grow into, they had their different um, theme songs. I know they mm-hmm. changed that. They had different characters that started. And then, mm-hmm. um kind of grew into that. I was listening to Kandeen Hardison and um, I'm going to call her Whitley Gibbard. What's her, what's her real name? <laughs> oh, Jasmine Guy. <laughs> Jasmine Guy. Thank you. Mm-hmm. They were on Breakfast Club and they were talking around how they worked together and how they basically you know were brother and sister which was kind of crazy because you know on camera, on screen they were lovers, but they, they had such good chemistry too. They yeah. did, they did, 
And uh, they were talking around, you know, how they first started and then after maybe season one, possibly, mm-hmm. or maybe a couple of episodes, they didn't think that it was going to get picked up. It was mm-hmm. going to continue. So that was really interesting to hear, you know, that perspective because we all know A Different World was was very famous, um, mm-hmm. famous show, and it went on for so many seasons. Yeah, it was on from um, 87, I think it premiered, to 93. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it wasn't without, you know, some hiccups and bumps in the road because yeah. season one featured Denise. The spinoff of Cosby show was around Denise going off to Hillman, which was a historically black college. Mm-hmm. And when they first started season one, uh, the writing team, it was pretty clear that they weren't really trying, you know, they they weren't keen on portraying a black college but yeah. kind of like just a normal <laughs> a normal college and I remember being oh shoot I was probably about six years old when I started watching a different world but again the tv nerd some of those episodes from season one just was sort of just off the rails to me to the point where I was like okay you know I was thinking the same thing as Willie and Dwayne if they don't have a shakeup behind the scenes in the writer's room this show is in the can. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so enter season two, they bring in Debbie Allen, Howard Yes, yes. And you could see a total shift in everything. Unfortunately, Denise was fired. Lisa Bonet was fired from the show. Oh, I didn't but, know she was fired. I thought she left. Yeah, she was fired. And um, enter Dwayne and Whitley as now the central characters. Yeah. They talked about that during that interview that I mentioned and how Mm -hmm. Debbie Allen came and really did, you know, change the whole trajectory of the show. Mm -hmm. And um, I mean, good for her because it was a good show. It it was, um, you know, funny, but Mm -hmm. they had moments where they were teaching, you know, young people things, especially if you were high school, college, you could really relate to some of the things they were going through. Mm -hmm. It was a great show. Debbie Elinor often says, too, when she's interviewed about the show, um, mm-hmm. the number of Black students that uh, were enrolling in college went up during, wow. you know, while A Different World was on the air. Because it, it kind of gave us that exposure. And for kids, you know, sometimes, you know, a, a lot of kids don't even have that exposure to even mm-hmm. desire to do university. So, mm-hmm. you know, it, it put that right out for what a time, man, because when I, I think back during that era of Cosby show in a different world, we they that was one time in history where we were not like pushed to the side. It was like our stories and our lives was there. Like, NBC branded as must see TV. But right there in that prime time slot where the most people in America is, is in front of their TV watching it. And it was us on TV. That was yeah. just, that had a big impact on me as a child. A good representation. Yes. Oh my goodness. Oh, just oh. child. Nina, you're gonna have to keep us in the framework because I could go on. <laughs> and- on, well, on, on. <laughs> there are, you know, so so that started in in the '80s. Um, you know, just a couple of shows. Now, I'm gonna tell you the '90s. Uh-huh. A list of what we have, just about every single show in the '90s. 
Oh my I goodness. may not have watched the entire season, mm-hmm. but I know the shows. And one of my favorites from the 90s mm-hmm. was The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Oh my goodness. Classic, classic, classic. Awesome, awesome show. When it started with, you know, um, him, Will Smith's character going, or Will Smith, period, going to live with his aunt and uncle. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the house was di- different from when it, the show started. Mm-hmm. To towards the end of the season, like they they moved up and got a different house. Mm-hmm. It was um, hilarious in the beginning. I mean, he's coming from Philly. He's mm-hmm. coming to this this family, living with his his aunt and his uncle, and his the the worlds were different from where he left to where he was, you know, living with his family. Yeah, but it was really funny, and that show went on forever. Yeah, it's so many reruns of Fresh Prince now. And it was like the perfect storm for like like just comedy success because mm-hmm. it's a fish out of water story. Yeah. And um if if you thought, you know, cuz I I remember, you know, we were talking offline about how people thought the Huxtables were, you know, oh, they might be a little too bougie. The daddy's a doctor, the mama's a lawyer. They're all mm-hmm. perfect and polished or whatever. But if you thought the Huxtables was polished and bougie, enter the banks. You right. know, this was black family. Like, I ain't never seen, you know, living in Bel Air yes. in a mansion with a butler and yes. all, you know, all of this stuff. And then here comes Will, this inner city kid, and he's getting acclimated to all of that. And then you got the, you know, the dynamic between him. And then, you know, rough around the edges and Carlton, who's just grown up in the lap of luxury, is just <laughs> it just made for the funniest episodes every time. They never missed a mark on Fresh Prince ever. Such a great show to the point where they made a spinoff and we'll get to that. They made yes. a spinoff. Bel Air, we'll get to that mm-hmm. once we kind of get down the line. But the, the Fresh Prince of Bel Air was one of my favorites. I mean, this is um the time where you know, my family and I, we used to sit around and watch TV mm-hmm. uh, with some of these Sunday night shows and it would come on at like eight and, and go off in 30 minutes because, you know, back then we didn't have on demand. You couldn't rewind the TV. Oh, child, you if you missed stuff. it, you missed that was it. it. That was it. You might so, see a rerun, but you had to be posted in front of the TV and you just you did. Sit there. And if commercials came, you had a chance to run and go get something to drink and then come back. But uh-huh. you couldn't pause the TV. It wasn't like it was today. Uh-uh. So um, my family and I, we used to watch the, the they would let us watch Martin. Uh-huh. Um, Martin, you know, Living Single. Yes. Um, the Jamie Foxx show. And I think the Wayans, the Wayans Brothers, I want to say they came on the same station, but maybe not because I think WB. the Wayans Brothers came on like WB. Yep. I don't know if Martin and Living Single came on WB. They too. were they were Fox. Okay, Fox. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. okay. So those were uh, hilarious shows. You know, those sitcoms uh, where you could relate to the topics that you were in the episode. And I, I'll say those shows from the 80s, they ushered in this era from the 90s where you just had yes. this influx of black shows because now networks yes. were seeing that black folks and white folks are watching these shows. Maybe we need to tell more black stories. That's, and I mean, I don't know what their motivation was. I don't know if it was truly like from the heart. 
you know, we need to have more representation on TV or if it was just, you know, oh, moneymaker, money grab, black folks, popular, ah, you know, I yeah. don't know. Yeah. But I, it's funny you mentioned Martin and Living Single because that was the shift on Thursday night for me watching TV. Mm. It used to be a different world Cosby show on Thursday night. And then the shift happened where um, they put Martin and Living Single on Thursday night. And then afterward used to be New York Undercover. Oh, my goodness. Oh, I remember that. That used to be my favorite night of television after uh, Cosby show and um, A Different World went off the air. <laughs> Oh man, I do remember. I completely forgot about that. Remember one. that cover? It was like oh, the blackest so night good. on TV. <laughs> <laughs> now I thought these shows came. Look, I said Sundays. I'm like, no, maybe maybe it went on Sunday. Maybe a couple other ones were because I know there was a time slot for Sunday night. Some shows came on Sunday night before it you was. know got too late. Uh, you know but, what was good for Sunday night? Um, WB had a lot of our shows on Sunday nights, and then as yeah. far as Fox and Living Color used to come on Sunday evening. Now, Living Color was another one of my favorite shows. Those people were so talented, and then if you mm. look them up today and see what they're doing, you know, maybe not today because a lot of them probably are just kind of enjoying their time. Uh -huh. But you know, years ago, a lot of them left that show and started their own show. Started, you know. Um, starring in movies uh on their own like the lead characters I mean, uh just talent and living color was a breeding ground and i, I gotta give it to like keenan ivory wayne and keenan, uh -huh. keenan ivory wayans you know as the creator and bringing on that initial cast and you know casting all these people that are like you know we got oscar winners in there now. i mean look at jim carrey golly look at yes. his career uh, the way in the comedy empire of like life, so they just yes. kind of off on their own. But I mean, even the fly girls look at J Lo today, mm -hmm. you know, Carrie and Inaba started off on there. That um, host dancing, or she was one of the judges for dancing with the stars, and I uh, did not yeah. know that, I mm -hmm. did not know that, but yeah, she was on there. I mean, they had some serious talent. I mean. One of the favorite characters I used to like was Jamie Foxx because I think he is crazy. <laughs> and he went on to do his his own show, the Jamie Foxx show. But yes. when he was on Living Color, <laughs> when he would dress up as Wanda, yes. <laughs> I read the lips, <laughs> the lips and the cross eyes. I I remember one particular episode where Wanda, <laughs> I rock your world. <laughs> that had I me mean, on the floor when it first aired was the one where Wanda was trying to perform with In Vogue and they were singing uh, you know never gonna, never get, gonna it. get it never, you know and you I know that part where the old girl be like whoa, 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 you know and he howled like a, a, a wolf or a dog or <laughs> something <laughs> <laughs> the creativity oh my gosh Woo, child. Pure, I can't with Jamie Foxx pure con comedy so you had jamie fox and then you got tommy davidson yes. and david allen greer when they would do the oh uh the hated it no oh, no, yes. one of them. <laughs> Man, no <laughs> one of, well was that um maybe it wasn't them too so Man, it was Man david allen greer it was david allen greer and it was damon wayans 
okay, thank you. Okay, I'm like, after I said, I was like, no, nah, Tommy Davidson wasn't that one. But yes, those two men, hilarious. And I mean, Tommy Davidson, you know, anytime he's on, was on The Living Color and on anything else, he's mm-hmm. just, he is just funny. I remember one time I was getting my hair braided when I lived in California. He came in the shop because he oh, really? his, his hair cut in, in the barbershop next door. And the weird thing no. was me and the girl that was doing my hair had just been talking about him. So random that oh. he came up in conversation because I was laughing. Um. Do you remember that episode of Martin where um he played the talk show host? Barbara Listen, Oakley? I yes, I was just we were watching Martin um probably a couple of months ago, and I do remember him being on there. He was I don't know if it was like a TV night host or something like that. He was like sort of our senior hall type of you know. <laughs> And he had his little song that he sing, and I just remember him saying something, 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 boing, boing. <laughs> well, anyhow, I guess he he saw Martin on the street, and he did the old Hollywood thing where he's like, yeah, yeah, have my people call your people. Come on out whenever you in L.A., you know. Yeah. Well, Martin really took his band to L.A. to the Barnell Hill show, thinking Barnell Hill will remember him. And of course, he got the cold shoulder, like security. Yeah. Who was this man? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was a funny episode of Martin. It's hilarious. So Tommy Davidson was on there, and David Allen Greer was also on Martin. Yeah, and I think was oh, this the, uh-oh, um, uh-oh. somebody's uncle? David Allen Greer played the old crooked, perverted pastor, <laughs> Reverend Leon Lonnie Love. <laughs> How do you remember all of this? I don't know. <laughs> but it was hilarious. When he was first introduced on the show, you know, he'd come down the aisle singing his song. I got a feeling everything's going to be all right. And if you watch that episode, if you look closely, it, um, he's he's laughing while he's singing that song. He can't even hold his laughter in. So, yeah. I don't know oh how they God. did it. What, now, wasn't he? He was one that was like rubbing his hands and trying to say he was gonna bless these women, and he was interested <laughs> either either Gina or Pam or both, yeah, both of them, you know. And he was that one that, well, you know, walk up rubbing his fingers together, talk about yes. it on the hand, <laughs> and then he was like, "Damn it, mine eyes." <laughs> <laughs> So that was, you know, in the 90s. Uh, there's so many more. Like, Def Comedy Jam was another one. Now, I wasn't, watching, <laughs> I wasn't watching Def Comedy Jam at the time that it came out. I was a little mm-hmm. too young. But fast forward to years down the road, you know, you're your college student or even out of college. Mm-hmm. You know, you're watching some of these things and they, they were good. I mean, these people were just very talented. They were, and I mean, if you go back in the, um, you know, watching reruns of Def Comedy Jam, some of the biggest comedy acts, you know, mm-hmm. got their start, got their exposure, not on Saturday Night Live, not on Mad TV or any of that, yeah. but on Def Comedy Jam, Steve Harvey, yeah. Bernie Mac, D.L. Hughley, all of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. All the guys from the Kings of Comedy. I mean, it was people on Def Comedy Jam that I didn't even realize 
were comedians. One example is um, there's one lady from Detroit, um, Angela Means, mm-hmm. who um, she was in House Party, I think House Party Three. She was the one to play Felicia on Friday. I didn't know because I was like kind of like you, Nina. I wasn't like regularly watching Def Comedy Jam because it was like mm-hmm. you know after my bedtime. But when I watched the reruns, you know, she did a stand up on on Def Comedy Jam. I didn't even know she was a stand up comedian. Yeah, I, the only uh, thing that I remember her from is from the movie Friday. Yeah, well, you know, now she has a food truck. Um, I think she she does a restaurant too in L.A. She oh. like has this vegan restaurant food or whatever the okay. the jackfruit cafe. So you when you're in L.A. if you like over on Crenshaw and stuff, you can see her and she she does, it's not just like a hands off business for her. She's there like making the food and stuff. So she's that's her thing now. Okay. Yep. Very, very nice. I'm sorry to go down all these rabbit holes. I'm like the old auntie, like giving updates by everybody. But <laughs> you know everybody's business. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like Miss uh, old lady on in living color, and she talking about <laughs> everybody <laughs> except Miss Jenkins with the with the rollers in her hand. Yes, that <laughs> you ain't was, heard none from me. That the, that was the Wayans brothers' sister. What what was Kim. her name? Kim, Kim that's Wayans. it. Kim Wayans. Okay, go ahead, Kim. Go ahead, tell us what we what we want to know. <laughs> She used to come on a different world too, Kim Wayne. She was on season one. But anyhow, Angela Means. I'm just going all different directions. Angela Means' son, um, I think his name is Dylan or something. Anyhow, he played for the NBA or the NFL. He's a football player. He played for the, today. Yeah, he played for the Detroit oh, okay. Lions for a little bit. I don't know who he plays for now, but yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. So yeah, Felicia's doing all right for herself. Okay, Felicia, we see you, honey. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, so, you know, you know, we just kind of touched on some of those. There's so many others. I remember Sister Sister coming out. Yes. And then their little brother had a TV show, The Smart Guy. Oh, my that goodness. Good. I remember the Destiny's Child episode because I'm obsessed with everything Destiny's Child. <laughs> Just uh, great shows. The Steve Harvey show. Mm-hmm. That one was was a good show. I really enjoyed that that show. Um, you remember Thea? The show Thea where I do. Uh, Brandy was on? Yeah, where we got introduced to Brandy and Jason mm-hmm. Weaver. Yeah, they were brothers. And I think Thea was, um, I don't know if she was a comedian. She she was. Yeah, Thea Vidal. Okay. She was a stand-up girl, and uh, okay, and then she had her show on ABC. She had four kids. Mm-hmm. Jason Weaver and Brandy were one of the four kids. Mm-hmm. I think she was a single mom, uh, and they were just talking about everyday things, you know, kids going to school, mm-hmm. going home, you know, having dinner. Uh, very relatable. Yes. I don't think that show lasted too long, though. It didn't. I mean, every now and again, you know, I've caught reruns of it. Like, man, you could probably find them on YouTube or something like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was that was one of the ones that sort of came and went. But just it, one it was season. a springboard for for Miss Brandy and for Jason Weaver. Yeah, because Brandy then went to do a show on her own called Moesha. Yes, and I, that you know was what. Good. I often don't know how Brandy did it because um, Moesha was really the case, uh, probably of like her record label and every that whole machine 
like mm-hmm. striking while it was hot. Mm-hmm. Um, because when Moesha premiere, Brandy was like that first album was out, and Brandy yep. was like skyrocketing off of that yeah. first album. And I was like, dude, how is she doing that? And appearances for all of that, and filming this show, which some people might have thought, oh, okay, they're gonna run the pilot, maybe five episodes, it's not gonna get picked up, whatever. Moesha stayed on for several years. Yeah, six seasons. Yeah, ninety six to two thousand one. I mean, it shows. Moishi's coming on every Monday night. I'm not sure what the shooting schedule is for no sitcom, but I know it ain't no easy road if you are a recording artist too. So mm-hmm. I got to give it to Brandy because she did that. She was busy. Uh huh. Busy. <laughs> so you um few others from the 90s but when you said you know Moesha and then we talk about spinoffs the spinoff from Moesha was the burgers remember our friend yes. Kim yes <laughs> Kim um, and Monique was the mama was Miss yes. Parker Nikki mm-hmm. Nikki Parker Nikki Parker the, yes that was the character <laughs> mm-hmm. I didn't really get too much into the Parkers I think um I think there were so many other shows that were going on, so I had to pick and choose. I would catch it every so often, but the the episodes that I did watch, I thought they were good and funny. I mean, it's interesting too, Nina, because I I didn't really, you know, Parker's wasn't really one of my shows where like I've seen every episode or whatever, mm-hmm. um, because there was so much to choose from. I mean, I'm looking at this list that you compiled. I mean, it's a lot right there, and then in between the cracks. There are shows that came and went. I don't know if you remember Homeboys in Outer Space. <laughs> Do you remember that? I remember the title, but I did not watch anything. Did you watch any of that? That show was like you blink and you miss it. And for good reason. It was a stretch. You had Ron from a different world. I can't recall what his name was on Homeboys in Outer Space. And then you have Flex. And you have them riding around in outer space and a spaceship that looked like an old lowrider hoopty. And mm-hmm. I just remember looking at this like, okay, all right, I'm so glad to see black faces in primetime television, but are we taking, we're taking a turn, a drastic turn here. <laughs> <laughs> what was the, uh, what was the purpose like the, of, the, of the show? Like the premise of it and stuff? Child, yeah. I, tell you, I don't know how they ended up in space. I don't know how they ended up in a space hoopty. I don't know why they were in space. <laughs> so, yeah, feel free to Google audience because I'm probably going to Google a little bit earlier, but I just remember that show kind of being tucked in between some other popular shows and they tried to make fetch happen with that Mm-mm. show. And um, well, it was a brief minute. <laughs> well, um, maybe Flex left that show and then star on one on one, which is what which was a success. Yes. So good. <laughs> if that he went in the right direction. One you know, you one of my favorites. You a working actor, you know, you take your opportunities you can get them and you take pride in your work. And <laughs> uh homeboys in outer space put him in front of the right eyeballs and the right people at UPN. Yeah. That probably consider him for one on one. Yes. Which was yes. so good. I enjoyed that show. Uh, Kyla Pratt was, you know, one of my favorite actresses. Um, when she was the voice 
of Penny Proud, the yes. Proud family. Now, I know this is a cartoon, but I used to watch that, and they actually did a reboot, I think, on Disney recently, and they have two seasons uh, so far. Marcus I watches love, that. Man, I love the Proud family from from Disney. Um, speaking of Disney, another one of the shows I used to watch was That's So Raven. Now, Raven yes. Simone is a fool. Speaking of Raven, <laughs> so Raven funny. Simone, did you see somewhere that she had posted on social media that we've been pronouncing Simone incorrectly? I saw that. I, I saw that and I'm like, well, what's going on? Because I could have sworn you said your name was Raven Simone. Right. I'm just repeating what I heard. So what's going on? But isn't it like Raven Simone or something like yeah. that? Yeah. And then I saw some of the comments and the videos that people uh, were, you know, making on on that post, and they was like, "She will always be Raven Simone to me." And I'm like, "I don't know. If we can change it right now." I mean, it's her whole career has been built off of Raven, Raven Simone. Simone. That's how everybody. Yeah. It ain't just me pronouncing it wrong. It's like <laughs> everybody. Yeah. So we we just you know, hey, Raven Raven Simone maybe. You will change the the saying of the name later, but um, that that's a Raven man. I used to love that show and be hilarious. She was a fool on that show, like funny when she would Part get those visions. <laughs> oh my god! Oh yeah, she would just like stop what she's doing and like yeah. they zoom in on her eye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, you know what's crazy now? Because like I remember when that's so Raven was on, and for me. I remember it was one of those shows I tune in every now and again, but I felt like I was too old to be watching, but it was good, so I still watched it. <laughs> um, and then now, fast forward to Marcus watching Disney Channel, the yeah. spinoff of um, oh, yeah. of uh, That's So Raven. Raven's, Raven's Home? Yeah, Raven's Home. It's like so that. crazy to see Raven Simone, who I beyond That's So Raven, I remember her as little Olivia on the Cosby yes. Show. And yes. now... She's playing the mama, and the show mm-hmm. is kind of centered around her and her children. Yep. Aren't they twins on the show? Is it twins? Yes. Or okay. A boy and a girl. Mm-hmm. And they're of age, like, I don't know, 11 or so? Oh, yeah. And I mean, it it goes on to when they're like teenagers and whatnot. So, oh, see, yeah, I gotta Rachel go. Plays the divorced mama. Yes. yes. So, mm-hmm. Time flies. The crazy thing about that one is that show, I think um, the ex-husband slash father of the children is one of the characters that was on That's So Raven when they were dating. Get out! Yeah. I wow. Went back and I was like, oh, they were, they were dating back, you know, on the show. And then he uh, ended up being the ex-husband slash um, father of her, her children. Just a reminder that you can listen to us on podcast platforms like Stitcher, Anchor, Spotify, Google, and Apple. All you have to do is search for Coffee to Cocktails. And stay in touch with us outside the podcast. Email us at coffeetococktailspodcast at gmail.com and follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Don't forget to like, share, subscribe, and review. Do you remember a show called My Brother and Me? Yes, I do.
that I, I used to love that show. <laughs> if I, they show I reruns do. of it today, I will probably watch my brother. Oh, I thought you said if they uh, they did. No, no, I you know it's hard to even find episodes of that on YouTube. You can find clips, but yeah, you can't find like a complete episode. And I remember, um, you know who we know to be Amanda Seals today. Mm-hmm. Um, she played the. You remember there was the older sister on there. She played yes. uh her the friend Dion. I remember. Yes. Yes. Yep. And was it uh Kim Whitley? I think she was on the show too. Yes. There are a couple to, familiar faces. She used to be the lady at the comic book shop. Yes. Yeah, that did that show did not last very long. You said Nickelodeon. I'm like, dang, I completely skipped over a whole era of shows from Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. But Nickelodeon used to be it, like uh all that. Yes, that where was Kim and Kel started. Yeah, and then they did their own show. Uh, they did a spinoff of Kenan and Kel, but starting off with all that, and I just remember the theme song. I think TLC actually sang the theme song on it. That song Very is catchy. burned into my psyche because I used to <laughs> love me some TLC. So when they sang yeah. that song, you know that that was like, oh, that's my group singing the theme song. <laughs> yes. You know what? The thing about all that, because in my mind, when I used to watch that back in the day, I used to think, oh, it's kind of like a sketch comedy. It's like Saturday Night Mm -hmm. Live, but for kids. Yes. And I used to see uh, Keenan doing his little thing. Like, remember, he like teach a little French lesson from the bathtub with that raincoat (laughs) on and be like, oh, oh, oh." (laughs) you know. And he used to do all that. And in my mind back then, I used to be like, what if he actually grew up and was a real comedian and actually on Saturday Night Live? And look at him today. There he is. Yeah. Is he still yeah. on Saturday Night Live now? I think I'm he not is. Sure. I'm not sure if he's, he, he might still be on there because I don't watch Saturday Night Live regularly. But mm-hmm. I mean, I thought he was still on there. He might still be on there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he got his start on Nickelodeon. He can truly say he's been doing sketch comedy since he was a little boy. Yeah, and that started in <laughs> 1994. Yes, yes. And it went through 2020. I didn't even know it went that long. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they, 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 um, that was another one that uh, Marcus used to watch because they, they uh, rebooted all that for a little while. I don't know if they still mm-hmm. show it, but they had bought it back. Okay, I did. Yes. I did not know that. With characters from today, I remember there was this little girl that used to do this skit called Bed Bath and Beyonce, and <laughs> and it was literally Beyonce like showing off sheets and pillows, like you know, like doing this little sassy Beyonce thing. It used to be funny, but yeah, Bed Bath yeah, they and had Beyonce. Long. They had long seasons on all that. I, I, I didn't know. I mean, they oh, just God. ended in 2020. I'm like, that was only a few years ago. Well, remember, you know, because we keep circling back to um, uh, all that. Remember the older girl on all that? Lori Beth, I think was her name. Yes, Lori Beth. Uh-huh. And she, remember, she used to come on the Steve Harvey show? She Do you remember did. That? Uh-huh. 
Yeah. So it's like small world, small community of the because they yeah. circle between all these shows that we're talking about. So yeah, no, that's that's a uh, yeah. I, I completely forgot about that. She sure was on that show. And I it seemed like they did a, a hilarious episode of Steve Harvey where Keenan and Kel, for whatever reason, they were on the show. And they were just, they yeah, they were super funny. I'm going to have to find that clip on, on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, um, I totally forgot about that. Mm-hmm. One, one of the other shows from the 2000s was, um, I watched this from the very beginning all the way to the end of the, the season, um, or not the season, um, what, when, it, whenever the show ended, mm-hmm. the game. Oh, yes, spinoff of Girlfriends, right? What wasn't the game somehow connected to Girlfriends? Wasn't um, Melanie, wasn't she related to um, Joan from Girlfriends in some respect? I did not know. If I'm not mistaken, I remember there was an episode of Girlfriends where they kind of eased you into what would become the game. There was an episode of Girlfriends where it was all about Melanie and Derwin. How did you turn to the Girlfriends show? Did they they say anything? I forget. I want to say Melanie was like Joan's cousin or something like that. And I forget oh. how they merged it together, how they bought them in, but they kind of, and this happens a lot with, with sitcoms. There will mm-hmm. be like one episode of a sitcom that's just like, okay, what is this? They really going off of, you know, normal protocol today. Who is this random character? Who is this and that? And usually that's them kind of doing like a little test run of a show that is being kind of pitched for a spinoff. Okay. So yeah, the the game was a spinoff of Girlfriends. You are absolutely right. Just look this up. It says it's a uh a there was a 2006 episode of Girlfriends entitled The Game, mm-hmm. and it featured guest star Tia Mowry as Joan's cousin Melanie Barnett. Yes, I knew that she was the cousin. I knew it. Yes. Okay. Well, see, I I completely missed that because um. Girl, girlfriends wasn't one of my favorite shows. I I, I dibbled and dabbled here and there, mm-hmm. but it did not keep my attention. And so, girlfriends grew on me. I didn't like it at first at all. I I tried. I even tried when it got released on Netflix. I tried uh-huh. to start from the very beginning, and I just my attention span just it just wouldn't keep. Just didn't grab you. <laughs> no, it, it didn't. But I will. You know, if it's playing on TV, and I, like I said, I went all the way to the beginning. Well, Girlfriends was on for a lot of seasons, and so maybe I shouldn't have started. I wanted to start from the beginning, so I was like, okay, I remember how all this started, and then I probably should have jumped to, like, another season, but I didn't want to miss anything because there was so much that was going on. Girlfriends had a lot, and it's sort of like some of these, a lot of the Black shows that we're talking about, mm-hmm. it sort of had, like, an unceremonious end. Like, some shows get a really big, uh, you know, finale and whatever, like Cosby Show, they did a big finale event. Mm-hmm. I remember watching that when it first aired. But like, Girlfriends went off in a re- weird way. Different World was just one day it just didn't come on no more. Mm. Like, you know, sometimes they be doing us wrong in the, you know, 
and the finale department. They don't give us the exit that we deserve on some of our shows. Yeah, and and with the um with the with the girlfriend show, uh, I've heard people say the same thing. They were like, "Oh, well, they could probably turn girlfriends into a movie, very similar to how, what they did for Sex in the City." Now, yeah, I, I know that is not on the list, but you talk about Sex in the City. That was my show to the point oh where the <laughs> DVD collection. Darren bought me all. I think it was six seasons. If I'm not mistaken. He brought well, the entire selection. When that DVD set came out, see, like it came in a really packaged, really pretty too, like in the like a pink. It was a hot pink. Boss yeah. box. Yes, it was. <laughs> so uh, I watched every single episode, six seasons. Yes, every single episode. And then I was even more excited when they had the the I guess the reboot of Sex and the City, which I'm waiting for season two to drop on HBO. Oh yeah, and it's called and just, and like, just that. like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But with Sex and the City, um, I thought that they tried to do girlfriends like a a, a black version. Of Seems Sex like that's and what the they City. were going for, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I thought. Hmm. Yeah, it would have been cool to see them. Like, I, I, I can't envision in my mind like exactly how the movie would be. But shoot, if they had mm-hmm. come out with one, I would have gone to see it. <laughs> I would too. I would have been like, let me go back and try to refresh my memory to make sure I know all these characters <laughs> and what they were, you know, what they were like, so I can follow follow up. But um, there is, you know, at one point I thought there was a rumor. Mm-hmm. It might have just been a rumor, but I'm like, is it? proper ending for the finale why not do a movie i mean it's left wide open eh? i Mm -hmm. mean but yeah the girlfriends uh you know i definitely remember that and and the game was just i mean you couldn't log on to social media without hearing people like shush the game is on like Mm -hmm. especially when (laughs) melanie and darwin got married and he had to leave to go Tend to his baby mama. Oh gosh. Oh Lord. We were all broke. We were all broken from that particular episode. Um, and when when the show left, I forget what station it was. Was it UPN? It was UPN or which eventually became CW. That's it, CW. When it left CW and then BET picked it up, I was like, what what are we doing here? What's what? And see, oh, at that know. point, I didn't watch it, but I always heard like people were so excited for it to come back, and then when it did come back, they were like, "Uh, mm, no. yeah." And then <laughs> um, they had new characters on there. Like, um, I know his name ain't Lawrence from Insecure, but I'm gonna call him that. Ah, Jay <laughs> um, Ellis. Yeah. Th- thank you, Jay Ellis, and then Lauren London. So they had their love story. Hmm. But I, well, I forgot I all about Lauren London being on there. Yeah, she was on. I think when they went to BET, wow. I think she was she was on there. So good, good, uh, good, good show. Speaking of Jay Ellis slash Lawrence from Insecure, mm-hmm. Insecure has been one of my favorites from you know two thousand every single season. I would be mm-hmm. upset and be like, why is she making us wait a whole year for a new season? Issa, what are you doing? Oh my goodness. Love that show. 
the the wait times between seasons were crazy. I remember I forget what season it was, but she made us probably wait like a year and a half until one of them seasons came back. And I was like, this is just too much. <laughs> I actually binge watched uh, Insecure from beginning to end not long ago. Uh, I a second it. time? I did actually I think it might have been a third time for me. Okay. <laughs> actually, you know what? I binge watched it once before it went off the air. So I probably okay. did like seasons one through four or five or something. Mm. But this time I watched it from beginning to season finale. Oh you man. Know? and um just to see the evolution of those characters and then off the screen in real life to see Issa go from her show that she used to do for YouTube, yeah. you know, scrounging people called? together, getting her Awkward friends. Girls. From yes, the adventures of Awkward Black Girl. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, some of those people that you see from those YouTube episodes went on to have roles on the HBO show. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. um, just to see her go from that, because I know how it feels to be, you know, just making content and using your phone or doing whatever. And so to see, you know, her go from that to like, you know, Issa got a lot of pull in Hollywood now. Like, you know, she, she's, she's sitting at some pretty powerful tables now. (laughs) Yes. Mm-hmm. I I absolutely love that show and what you said around her, her making us wait it was between season 3 and season 4 and I think season 3 if I remember correctly I think that's when her and Lawrence broke up yes okay and then it was so one season Lawrence, I was, they broke maybe up it was after season, season 1 season 1 okay that's right but season 3 she was um Maybe maybe it was season three when they had went to Coachella. Yes. And I think she saw him in the the convenience store. Oh, he looked so handsome when he came out from behind that, that shelf when he was in there with Chad and Chad was like, Look who's here. Yep. <laughs> He's oh, I have him. a crush on Jay Ellis. He's so cute to me. He is um, you know, we haven't seen him in a lot. But I think he's a really good actor. He played the heck out of that role on yeah. you know, when he was Lawrence. And I wanted them to get back together. They they did an entire two seasons of them not together. And I was like, when are they going to get back together? This is I was worse. just, the whole time that they weren't <laughs> together, I was just like, this is just not right. And we yeah. had to watch, you know, again, spoiler alert, y'all, but we had to watch them go through all these trials with all these different people only to circle back to what we knew was right. Yes. It was torture. Good good content. But it was (laughs) torture to be like where where is Lawrence and when is he going to come back into your life? And I mean they really threw a wrench in there with the whole condola thing. Oh Oh my goodness. At that point I didn't know if if Issa and Lawrence would ever get back together. I did not like Crayola. I didn't like her. <laughs> no, she, it was so funny to see, because while we're, we're talking about our African Afrocentric shows, the way people butchered this young lady's name <laughs> reminded me so much of when A Different World was on 
and Whitley refused to say Kinu's name right. Kinu was everything <laughs> from Kinasabi to Kiku, Kikuruku, whatever. She would just say. And so when Condola came on here, <laughs> you know, she was Crayola. She was cranium. She was everything but she condolences. Was condolences. I didn't I did not like her. she did good. She played the heck out of her role. Yeah. But there are a lot of people that were like, okay, where did she come from? Uh she is not Florence. We need Issa back. But they they uh they did a good job with that that show. I every Sunday night, I think at ten, I was like, All right, ten oh, o'clock, yeah, I would be waiting. It. Yes. At nine fifty, I would be ready. <laughs> oh yeah, that I mean, that was the time where it's like, don't nobody call me, don't nobody bother me. Insecure is on. Give me these thirty don't minutes. Ask no questions. And I mean, you know, the thing about these shows from two thousand ten on, you know, now we have, you know, the the addition of social media. So <sighs> you have like the live commentary. Mm-hmm. Um, Insecure, you know, came a company with them. You know, there was a podcast that on the night that Insecure aired at midnight, that podcast would drop so you could hear the recap and have, you know, talk about it. And it's just so cool to have that now. Yes. Good, good content. So here comes all the other shows and and we're kind of bringing it from 2010 all the way up to the current day. Did you watch Green Leaf? I showed it <laughs> every season. <laughs> that was another one. I was shocked. Darren and I both watched that. Man, that family was, was a little messy. Now, you know, um, what you call it? Um, Anika Noni Rose from Dream Girls uh, play uh, um, um, uh, pr- what was the girl's name in the Princess and the Frog? Princess uh, uh, uh. Tiana. I was like, mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. She was uh, <laughs> the voice of Princess and Frog. Yes, yes. Well, you know she married Basie Skanks from the... You remember, you, do you, remember ba- you remember Basie Skanks from Greenleaf? <laughs> the other, that other crooked up. preacher. Little lights now, in his hair. Didn't he fake his death? Yes. On the Greenleaf? Okay. We, we Hopefully everybody has seen some of these shows because we just putting it all out there. But Ooh, I, know, I mean, um, she did get married recently, but I did not recognize him. Yes, Jason Durden, the one to play Basie Skanks and Child Greenleaf. I mean, they really took a, a really daring stance because yeah, they did. They took you behind the doors of a mega church <laughs> and the corruption and the keeping up of appearances and the politics. That go on, you know, whether people want to admit it or not, yes. that, that go on in some of these church institutions. And I mean, you had uh, Daddy Greenleaf, uh, the pastor, mm. you mm. know, he allegedly then burnt down the Basie Skanks Daddy's church and Basie Skanks <laughs> got it out for uh, Pastor Greenleaf, you know, and the, they got the Lady wife? May over here. Listen, Lady May. What Lynn is it? Lynn Whitfield is Lynn Whitfield played the best out of Lady May, but she always played them characters. You'd be like, Lynn, are you you playing (laughs) this role a little too well? She was the same one that was in um, 
Then left that movie? That, I was going to say, the movie with Martin. That movie, yes. I think she, maybe she was in the Tyler Perry movie. I, I'm sure she was. Oh, yeah, she was. She was. Family that, not family that prays, uh, the family reunion. That's the one. And she was trying to tell her daughter to stay with the man that was abusing her because he yes. had C- Come mm-hmm. on, Lynn Whitfield. You got to stop playing these roles. But yeah, she played the heck out of Lady May. She's just got that look to her, that that uh kind of you know conniving, yeah, kind of like she. The, I mean, I've heard her in interviews before. She's definitely an actress's actress. Okay, and okay. um, you know, she really gets into those villainous roles. Mm, yes. Uh, even though I've seen her play in a lot of nice roles too, I've seen her in a lot of other stuff. You know what she did that I loved, and I think she won like. Uh, one of the major awards, maybe a Golden Globe or something for it. She played Josephine Baker back in the day when H- HBO did, did the Josephine Baker story. She okay. played her and did yeah. an awesome job. Yeah, and I know you can find that on on YouTube. The entire movie. okay Josephine okay. Baker story. Josephine Baker, I'm gonna look that up. Mm-hmm. But the the Greenleaves, we watched that from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. To the very end, and I remember when we were watching episodes, and you know, like towards the end, it would be cliffhangers. I'm like, dang, gotta watch the next one because I gotta know what happened. Oh my goodness! And was it some cliffhangers on Greenleaf? <laughs> Such, I mean, uh, uh, an amazing show all the way up to the last season of it, where you'd be like, what happened? What? What is child come from? She got a son. Grace, oh my goodness! I remember watching sitting up in the middle of the night watching that episode where uh where Gigi's son uh kind of walked up on she was sitting she was outside somewhere and that little boy with the dreadlocks just walked up on her and <laughs> turned out it was her son and it, it was just, it was a lot <laughs> it was a lot it it was but it was it was a great show if you haven't watched Greenleaf definitely highly recommend it so. Mm-hmm. Um, really good Kristen, show. Any, any shows that that you have gotten into that have started after 2010 or up until now? Well, when you mentioned uh, Greenleaf, I automatically default to all these shows that Oprah Winfrey has had on her network on own. Uh, oh, what Oprah. immediately comes to mind is Queen Sugar. Okay, now I did not get into Queen Sugar. I. Is it is it over or is it still going? So Queen Sugar did their series finale, so they're done. Okay. Um, okay. it took me a while to get into because I watched the episode one and I was like, nah. but one day I just sort of went beyond that and and you know got to know the characters and I actually got to the point where I was waiting for the seasons to come back. One thing about mm. Queen Sugar though, you gotta turn your volume up when you watch that show because oh, it's so quiet. Like uh, <laughs> Kofi Cerebo's character, he plays a character by the name of Ralph Angel Bordelon. Mm-hmm. And he talks, you know, kind of in his raspy voice. You know, he's he's a sugar cane farmer. And, you know, he just talks like that. Does he really talk like that? <laughs> yes, on the show. It's like, it's a whisper. And you got to turn. You gotta turn the volume up on your TV to, you know, even even the theme song is very muted and quiet. Mm. I had to turn the theme song up to see like what is what's the woman saying on the theme song. <laughs> but 
you know, I and, and again, it's a hit or a miss. I know people mm-hmm. that was like, okay, I tried with Queen Sugar and I just couldn't, whatever. But yeah. there are people like me who tried and at first was like, eh, but it grew on you. So yeah, I, I would say give it another chance. Get about maybe four episodes in and then you kind of start to want to know what's going to happen next. Not four episodes, though. <laughs> Well, maybe not, you know, that might be an exaggeration. But, you know, just more than that first episode. Because for me, yeah. that first episode just did not grab me. Yeah. There you know, been and, a couple of shows like that, though. hmm When you said uh, a couple, you know, four episodes, that automatically g- gets me to think about the show Harlem that comes on Prime. Which is that back. Good. Yeah, it, it is back. I, I watched all the ones that they dropped and I'm waiting for the, the others. I think it's like four episodes that dropped for season mm-hmm. two. And mm-hmm. the rest of them are on there. It's not like Netflix. They don't put all of them up there at once. They kind of break it up. Mm-hmm. But when Harlem first came out, and I think it was in 2020, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. or 21. But when it first came out, and uh, I was like, okay, I'm going to give this a chance. Because I really like Megan Jett as an actress. Yeah. And the first episode, I was like, what? what is this? The second episode, I was like, I don't know how long. I'm going to keep this up. Yeah. I finally watched the third episode, and I was like, okay, I think I can keep this going. But mm-hmm. a, um, a couple of the episodes, I was like, oh, I'm not sure about this. But it, it got better throughout it picked up. the season. Yeah, it, it mm-hmm. did. So that was that was one. That, I mean, um, that was another show that was very similar to Harlem. It was another show about you know these you know hip happening, <laughs> snazzy on the go group of four girls. Uh, the one the star of the show just got married. Also, Brisha Webb. What was that other show? Oh yes, it was called Run the um, World. Run the world. Okay, now I think that was on Showtime. I think it was on Stars. Stars, look, the S's got me confused. But yes. Mm-hmm. Um, two seasons. Um, they only did the one, and I believe season two is about to premiere soon. Okay, that was uh, yes, I was thinking about um that show a few weeks ago because mm-hmm. there's a girl on there that uh, one of the characters. She used to be on uh, the Carmichael show. Darren and I were talking about this a while ago. We first got introduced to her on the Carmichael show. Yeah. And um, I think she's the one that's getting married. And so yep. in the in the show, I think mm-hmm. she was getting married, but she ended up sleeping with somebody who was not her fiance. And I think that's kind of how it went off. Mm-hmm. Oh my so goodness. they said, yeah. um, it says the network announced Wednesday. I don't know what what they, they're referring to, that season two is set to premiere on Friday, May 26th. I'm like, oh, is that this May? year? Golly, we gotta wait that long. I thought it was premiering in February. Yeah, yeah, it was, <laughs> it's May. And this article just came out February, oh, this article just came out yesterday. So, but it is coming back, come so out. that's good. Yes, May, t- Friday, May 26th. That's a long time, though, because they came out, they came out a while ago. Yeah, I'm just, season I'm just, one. I would. I remember really looking forward to both that and Harlem because Harlem ended with a major cliffhanger. It did, and we all couldn't wait. Yeah, and I was like, "Child, y'all, please give us a confirmed date of return because yeah. I need to know what happens." 
no that that was a a really a really good one um i had mentioned bel-air uh you know earlier in in this episode Mm-hmm. Bel Air is another one. So season one came out. I want to say last year, twenty twenty two. Season two comes out. I think this month in February, mm-hmm. middle towards the end of this month. Now, when we first watched, um, when we actually heard about Bel Air, I was frowning at my face. Like, how are they going to do this? The Fresh Prince of Bel Air is a classic, mm-hmm. and they they took the show and they put a spin on it, and it's more serious and funny. So I was suspect. After the first episode, I was like, I'm not sure if I'm gonna like this. Well, I, I watched mm-hmm. you know episode number two, but it's a really good show. It just gives you a different perspective of some of the characters. Um yeah. there's there's not a lot of comedy, it's more drama. It's a drama. Good. It's kind of like got a kind of a dark feel to it. Yeah. You know, it's kind of it, and I think that I'm really fascinated with how they did that, how they transition it from you know this situational comedy mm-hmm. to this drama because mm-hmm. earlier when I was like it's a fish out of water story that gives credence to like some really good comedic moments mm-hmm. it's also if you look at it uh show that if it were a drama it would give way to some really you know crazy storylines when you talk about yeah. bringing this inner city kid Mm-hmm. Into this environment of you know privilege and wealth and whatever, and you know, I mean, you you got a little element of classism in there, you know. Yes. Amongst the the, the black community, you know, there's always been that thing with like people who think they're more elite than other black folks, they're more mm-hmm. aristocratic, and versus you know people who are just you know kind of not in that circle. So yeah, yeah, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, but it's a good show. It's, it's awesome. It's a good show. So season two comes back later this month. Um, there's so many other shows, you know, that have aired 2010 mm-hmm. and, and beyond, like a, a really wide span. Um, Scandal, we talked about, you know, with the, the, the beverage is what we're honoring, you know, Olivia Pope. Um, Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder. I think they used to come on together. They did all them Shondaland shows. Shout that. out yeah. to Shondaland for you know you had that whole night with like Grey's Anatomy, Scandal, yeah. How to Get Away with Murder, and then you know Shonda did Bridgerton too. I never now, really got in too much into Bridgerton, but a lot of people I, I know it. loved it. So yeah, I want to watch it because uh, I think someone said it's a version or you know very similar to Downton Abbey and we love Downton Abbey mm-hmm. so um, you know just a, a, another show to add to the list and I think does Bridgerton come on Netflix? I believe that's a Netflix show it's okay. either Netflix or Hulu I think it's Netflix Okay, though. I'm going to add that one to my list mm-hmm. um, one, one other show that I really enjoy and I watched it again from the very beginning to the end of the season was Being Mary Jane Yes, being Mary Jane was so good. I seemed like it started off with like a two-hour premiere. I thought it was just a movie. And so did I. You know, it became, you know, it was this show. A lot of crazy twists and turns on that show. Yes, yes, ma'am. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people that was uh on there that you know we we recognize. Uh-huh. Um 
I think the last season Michael Ely was on there. Yes, I think they were they were dating. Oh, um, season one wasn't them uh, Amari Hardwick. It it was, and I think he he was married. I, he was married, and the, the lady was. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Have Plenty, but she was one of the girls that was in that movie. But yeah, that Mary that. Jane was with that. He was a married man. Yeah. She was mm-hmm. she needed to get her life all the way together, but the show was good. Mm-hmm. Mary Jane, the thing that I used to like about that show, even though I missed a, a lot of it, but I saw, you know, enough episodes to know, you know, on the surface she looked like she has it all together. She but was she was up. like this really complex, flawed yeah. character. Mm-hmm. And I remember mm-hmm. just, you know, enjoying the episodes I did watch because of that, you know, and her trying to keep up her, her, you know, distinguished appearance as this yeah. news anchor. And then she had all this mess going on in her personal life. Yes. Drove the nicest cars mm-hmm. and lived in a very nice home, but she just didn't have, her, you know, her life in, in order. I always thought it was metaphoric too. Every time they show her house, mm-hmm. it, it reminded me of how you know people say, "Well, when you live in a glass house, you can't throw stones." Because her yeah. house used to be basically all windows, all glass. <laughs> yes. And the main Beautiful premise home. of that show, you know, was kind of you know that, like you know, you don't. Yeah. You, you, everybody got their mess. So. I'm telling you, and she had a lot of it. It yeah. just she was just going through a lot of drama, but mm-hmm. the show was the show was great. I I enjoyed it. I watched every single episode, and then I was sad when it went off. I think that was like one of the best things that BET ever put out. No, I, I agree. That was um, it that was a really good drama. They need to do more of that. <laughs> yes, they do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what? I I think now because what show do all them them. I mean, they're all Tyler Perry shows, but plus is that the the station you come to go on, to? Yeah, yes, all those shows come on BET Plus. So yeah, I guess they are. BET did continue on with the with the dramas. So yes, yeah. well, you said Tyler Perry, and we all know he loves drama. Oh my goodness, thrives. <laughs> they built the whole empire in movie yes. off drama. Now I haven't watched any of the BET Plus shows. I I don't. I think um, at the time where it came out, mm-hmm. I must have just missed that bandwagon. But I have seen a couple people play in some of the shows on BET Plus. Um, mm-hmm. I think Eva Eva Marcel. Oh I yeah, she plays on men. all the Queens Men. Okay, I was gonna say I, I saw some of these things, and then also. Um, uh, they just had a book that came out. They're a black couple, Kadeen and Deval. Yes, Deval um, is on both sisters okay. and uh, the spinoff of sisters, Zatima. Oh, Zatima. Okay, I was like, isn't there brothers? There's <laughs> there's sisters, and then there's bruh. <laughs> I've never oh, watched. Bruh. Bruh. I've seen a couple episodes of Sisters. I actually binge watched Zatima. Which I was told, you know, oh, watch Sisters first so you can know what's going on in Zatima. I've only seen a handful of episodes of Sisters, but I've turned on Zatima and, and watch, binge watched all of them. I thought it was good without even having seen a lot of Sisters. So, okay. 
But yeah, yeah those are on BET. Um, plus, I think I heard someone talk about the Oval. Um, I think that was on BET. Plus, I think that was one that Tyler Perry uh, wrote, produced, and created. But mm-hmm. I, I didn't watch any of these. I just kind of saw them from reading and what other people post. Interesting little tidbit about the Oval. Um, so I, I have a life coach that I meet with weekly. And my life coach, when we did our Zoom today, I know she was in a different space. Well, she was at her cousin's house. And mm-hmm. she was like, well, I'm in my cousin's, uh, this is actually my cousin's wife's office. You see this picture of her behind me. She was like, she comes on TV. I'm like, on TV oh. where? Yeah. Um, she come, She was like, she comes on the Oval. I'm like, who she oh. play on the Oval? And <laughs> she, <laughs> she actually plays, she plays that main character, that first lady. Um, really? Yes, yes. So yeah, I was like one degree away from <laughs> some of the shows we're talking about. Oh, let me name drop for a second because I got to mention my cousin. Um, I don't know how many of our listeners watched the TV show Snowfall on Fox. Oh, that was on my list. Yep. Yes. My, well, um, my late husband's cousin, I believe the grandparents are who were the siblings. But um, our cousin Angela plays Aunt Louie on um, on Snowfall, which is going into oh. its final season. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. Angela Lewis. That's that's um, my cousin in California. It was my cousin via marriage, but I just call her my cousin because she's like one of the sweetest people that you'll ever meet. And uh, before I left California, one of the very last things I did was go visit Angela and she had just had her daughter. So I got to see my little baby cousin Brooklyn. And um yeah, that's if you watch Snowfall on Louis, that's my cousin. Yeah, and this like you said, Snowfall is in its final season that's coming back. Now I have not watched Snowfall. Again, mm-hmm. I kind of missed that boat, but I may have to go back and watch it because Mm-hmm. I've heard nothing but great things. Darren watches it. He was trying to tell me stuff, and I was like, "Sir, I don't, I don't know, because I don't know <laughs> the characters." But you know the uh, the main character. I guess I think his name is Franklin on the show. Yep. Isn't he dating uh, Laura? He sure is, Damson. Okay. Id- Id- Idris. There's okay. a hilarious um clip of him that I see sometimes mm-hmm. online. It's it's him being interviewed on the Jimmy Kimmel show. And, uh, you know, for those who know Dan- Damson Indris and seeing him outside of the role of Franklin, he's from the UK. So, yes. he, you know, has this British accent and he's mm-hmm. talking to Jimmy Kimmel about how um, John Singleton, rest his soul, John Singleton yeah. passed away shortly after, uh, I think after season one of uh, yeah. So Far. But um, he was talking about how John Singleton had him you know, go and hang out with some real, you know, dudes, you know, on the Los <laughs> Angeles scene, and in order to pick up that accent, that Southern California, that that Long Beach, uh, mm-hmm. Compton, you know, they don't say car, they say get in the court, you know, that type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was a funny interview. You can find that on YouTube, Damson Andrews on, on Jimmy Kimmel. But yes, he is Lori Harvey's current. Flame, not current flame, Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
he he that dude right now. I don't know she's she gonna get tired <laughs> or what, but Lori out here doing her thing, honey. I ain't mad at her. <laughs> but yeah, he's the uh, the main character in Snowfall. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I, everybody seems to love the show, and I think it comes on. I thought it came on like a premium channel, you know, HBO or mm-hmm. Stars. But I think it comes on. Is it is it X? Oh. FX. FX, you can catch yeah. follow FX. Yep, and they were bleeping out certain words. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were being real. That's why I thought it would came on a premium channel. Oh yeah, they go there. They shoot. They go there on BET now. Oh, I'm starting to realize that. Shoot, they probably going there on regular cable. Like, are they allowed to say that? I mean, that's something worth mentioning, too, on the episode about TV shows. Because in in my time, in my lifespan, from 1980 until right now, I have seen this evolution of the curse words and things that were allowed on TV. I remember when they used to bleep out hell and damn. Yeah, you can you say know? that. <laughs> I remember just jumping back to the 70s when, when Florida Evans is at the funeral of her husband, James Evans, and she throws that bowl on the floor after he dies and says, damn, damn, damn. That was a big deal back in the day. Yeah. And now, you know, network TV, they're showing, it's standard now, they show butts on TV. I mean, that was nudity when I was little. Now it's nothing for, you could be watching a show on ABC and they show booties on TV. Um, You know, you can say the S word, you know, anything goes, it seems. It's no censoring at all. It's just, it's just there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're right. Times have completely changed. I mean, they even really the have. content of the show. Sometimes, like they'll, they'll go to that level where, you know, back in the day, you had to tailor it for TV, mm-hmm. um, and the only way you would get like the raw, more raw things would be on the premium channels that you pay for. Yeah, that was it. You, you weren't seeing that on ABC or anything or the regular cable channels. I mean, now the, the, the shows have curse words in the name. I mean, you see yeah. Shit Creek, even though the, the you it's know, that was the last name, but yeah. pronunciation is still Shit's Creek. That show is funny, so, by the way. Yeah. That's a, that's a good show. Mm-hmm. Man, we could go on and on. I know we we missed several, but I think we tried to get most of the ones, especially the ones that were popular throughout the different eras that we've had. And then, mm-hmm. you know, there's still shows that are coming out now that you see previews for it and you see when it's going to come and you're like, well, what's this going to be about? You're like, let me set the timer for that. That's how I was the best man next chapters. I've been yeah. that oh, one day. <laughs> I had to watch that in several days and after I got, I don't know what it is about these first three episodes. The first three episodes, I was like, eh, this is, it's putting me to sleep. But I kept going. And then after that third episode, mm-hmm. they left the island after, you know, she crashed that man's wedding and then went married <laughs> him. <laughs> I was looking at her real suspect like, Shelby. How you going to steal the groom at his own wedding? How you going to do that? And then use the, the venue to get married. <laughs> Just insane. It was like it, it, it was, it was. But I, I watched it and the more I watched it and I got deeper into the episodes, I was like, okay, this is cool. I can I can watch this. Mm-hmm. But I enjoyed that one too. 
So I will well, be looking gotta, at some more. I gotta ask Nina of all these shows that we've talked about, and I mean some of the ones that even we missed. Do you have like an ultimate? I don't know, maybe top three, top five, or even just one show that's like your ultimate favorite show. I have a few that I can go back and watch um, no matter how many times I would see the episode. So I talked about Insecure. Oh, man, mm-hmm. I can watch that um, every time or, or any time. Another show that I really enjoyed, and we didn't really touch on it, but when yes. Eve had her show, her show was hilarious. It was, it was funny. It was it was really good, and I thought it was very relatable. But it was it was light too. So you that was a show I didn't expect to last very long. But it, I it didn't was either. Fun. It yeah. was it was good. So I would put that one on the list. Um, and then uh, I talked about being Mary Jane. Um, of course, from the nineties, but I would have to put Martin on that list too. Oh, yeah, Martin's definitely in my top five. Of course, my number one is probably A Different World. Mm-hmm. That show and Good Times are just shows I can have play in the background while I fold laundry or something like that. If you ask me any bit of trivia from A Different World, I'll probably know it. And if it's something <laughs> that I didn't know, it's something groundbreaking that probably ain't nobody know. I got to do a little plug to Nina because it's something that I started Sort of didn't finish, but it's still out there if anybody wants to go digging and find it. You know, my first shot at this whole podcasting thing before, like, you know, everybody was doing all the stuff. I I saw how they were doing all the recap shows, like I mentioned about how Insecure has a supplementary podcast and all that. And probably around circa 2020, I was like, what if some of the older shows had that? What if we mm-hmm. went back and watch these shows as if they were new today, and then did a recap. So if anybody can find it, I do have a few episodes out there, and I plan to maybe get some more, but it's a podcast I did called Same Planet, Different World. And I, I on the outset, I was aiming for that to be, you know, the foremost podcast recap of a different world. And now that a different world has like kind of gained some popularity and they've been doing reunions and stuff, I'm seeing other people kind of crop up and try to be like, you know, the different world person. Mm-hmm. I got I, I that's putting the fire under my behind. I got to get back out there because, yeah, that's that's my territory. <laughs> All right. All right. So you heard it. Same planet, different world. There's two episodes out there. You can find it on the same platform that you listen to us. Yes. Um, Apple Podcast. Um, I think I listened to, I didn't know you had two episodes. I listened to one of them mm-hmm. and I thought it was great. And this is why I was like, hey, you should start a podcast. This is, I need this to is really great. work with that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Good stuff. Good stuff. Well, we could, man, we could probably continue, but uh, we we will not. <laughs> yeah, we had um, 108, honey. And I know we can shave <laughs> off it because we, you know, behind the scenes little tidbit, you know, there's always a portion of the show that, you know, we get on our little platform to record and we kind of talk about little production-y little tidbitty things that we kind of chop off and edit out because y'all need to hear all that. 
But <laughs> I think even if we were to, you know, chop that part off, Nina, we're at 109 right now. I know. I know. But <laughs> great conversation. Yes. Hopefully our listeners can reminisce some of the shows that they've listened or the listen that they go back. So if you don't really have anything in your hopper to watch, go back and watch some of the older shows that we mentioned. I'm sure they're on some type of platform. I mean, you got you can stream them somewhere. Food. Yeah, you can find these shows. Really, really, really good shows. Um, there's drama, there's there's comedy, there's a little bit of, of everything for everybody. So this would be uh, a way to get there. If there's something that you've been listening uh, you know, to this episode and you're like, man, they ain't even talk about whatever. Uh, can you please come over to our, you know, come to our Facebook page or Instagram or something? Go ahead and fuss at us on there. And we can continue <laughs> the conversation. If we didn't mention your favorite show, let us know what your favorite show is or your least favorite show. That's a fun conversation too. So Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, at us mm-hmm. and, and let us know. Exactly. That's a call to action. So uh, <laughs> engage, engage. Yes. Well, Kristen, any, any last words from you? You know what? I would just say that it's, uh, just I'm looking at this list that you put together Nina and just over the years just all the entertainment that has just you know been played in the background is part of the fabric of my upbringing my coming to age my childhood and all that it's been just really cool to look back and I look forward to whatever new is about to come out whole generation mm-hmm. of new shows Yes, because there are shows that our children like, our kids like to watch, and sometimes it will be reboots. We talked about that. It'll be reboots of shows that we've watched years ago, and then now mm-hmm. the kids are watching it and enjoying. I mean, Steve Urkel has a whole new audience, and Marcus, you mm. know, and Miles. They they know about all these characters from back in the day. I got a video mm. of little baby Marcus singing along to the different world theme. Like it's just. Aww. It's embedded into them. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, that's fun. It's it's nice to see see that some of the shows that you used to watch now your kids are enjoying. That's mm-hmm. that's fun. It's bringing back memories. Well, listeners, uh, thank you so much for your time. I know this probably was a long one, but it was good stuff. So maybe you can <laughs> find a new show you haven't watched, one that we have mentioned. Go enjoy. Let us know how you liked it. And you know what? If we ever do, you know, I I think we could stand to do maybe a, another show like this or maybe like next time we could maybe do like movies or something. But man, this is really an area where I can wave my geek flag, man. And I, I kind of held back a little bit because I don't want y'all thinking like, okay, Kristen is a little bit obsessed with television. <laughs> We always want to remind you guys, you can reach out to us um, via social media across all platforms. You can find us at Coffee to Cocktails. Look us up on Instagram and Facebook. We're out there. Also, if you want to email us, email us at coffeetococktailspodcast at gmail.com. And with that said, thank you for listening, and we will be with you next week.